Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zare Jr., and with me tonight is Ryan Greening. How's it going tonight, Ryan? Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah. Not too bad. How are you doing? Uh, pretty well. Sinuses are funky, but I did my normal weekend routine stuff and going back to work tomorrow. What about you? Yeah, I, uh, I worked Saturday, so that was good. Uh, any any extra work at this point is a good thing for me since I'm in an apprenticeship program. It's it's based on hours, so the are more you, hours I can get, the closer that gets me to the end of the tunnel. Are you getting a good handle on the crane? Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Um, what does throw me off is is when my crane, the one I'm assigned to, when it doesn't run and I end up on a different model, um, I've got just a little bit of a rhythm going on yeah. my crane right now. I don't know that much about it, but the the duties that I'm actually responsible for are fairly simple. Gotcha. They're they're important to the process, but what I what I need to know to be a, a quote unquote crane oiler at this point is yeah. yeah, it's it's not like learning everything I need to know about operating the crane. That comes later in the apprenticeship but anyway when i when i end up on a crane that i don't know i i go right back to square one which is you know where i was three weeks ago for sure for sure so i I get to feel like a dumbass again yeah that'll eventually you know i used to be that way with forklifts now i can just hop on anyone like a champ and sure fine so all right um i'd like to start out the episode by saying um Nick Gabrielson, he busted his leg Saturday night at the MNRC race. Oh, shut up. Uh, I'm I really wish Nick a speedy recovery. I mean, he's just What the run, hell happened? He was just running out to get a car and trip to the exit on the exit of pit road on his way back <sighs> and you know, Alan gave him a ride in his golf cart. Gary Pana gave him a ride to the hospital. But the biggest bummer thing is, is his kid was there. Correct. But his kid, I believe, ended up racing on Sunday anyways. Oh, <laughs> okay. So somebody but somebody was looking after him. Corey got his vehicles rolling. Sure. But, yeah, uh, we we really do wish Nick a very speedy recovery on that. Definitely. Yeah, that sucks to hear that. Nick's an awesome guy. Right. The MNRC weekend was rough for a lot of guys, but he got the worst of it. <laughs> no doubt. For sure. Ugh. So, should we hop right into, do you want to do the MNRC recap or Nationals recap? Yeah, let's go to MNRC. That's, you know, a little more hits home to our our core customer base, right. core listener base. So, why don't you tell us about, about your experience at that race first? Well, from my understanding was the layout that they did wasn't the layout we raced on exactly. What they had Thursday night was not great, and they very frantically changed some things. Really? And I guess it made it better. And, you know, the layout itself was pretty good. And, again, laying out calcium, it's a fine science. Again, so the... The line was clear, but they still didn't blow off the track before they dropped the calcium down. 
the track was moist when they put the calcium down, which is fine because it was a nighttime moisture. But then they didn't water after. They just hoped the rain Friday morning would bring it around. It really didn't. The rain Friday afternoon really saved the track. And then um, it got really good Friday. Saturday, round one, the groove was coming up. But it was that weird, slick groove. Rounds two and three were awesome. They really were for grip. The one, the only issue on the layout I had and a lot of people had, like I marshaled there once and I didn't do it anymore, was you're on the driver's stand facing the track. The left side double. It was just... Going away from you? Going away from you. And yep. it's like the lip was wrong and... Everybody was either casing it or, like, in the B main, um, I had a pro-line pre-mount going out on me, so my suspension would, like, preload on a rut before the jump, and, like, it would catch the tire and shoot me out towards the wall every single time. Sure. It was just that type of thing. Other than that, the rest of the track, there, I liked it. I liked some things. There were different lines. Yep. I, I was a little disappointed when I heard. So Connor, Kyle, and Seth offered those guys to do their layout. They were going to do it for $400, and they were going to bring Connor's Earth Mover. Sure. They are going to do the whole layout for 400 bucks, and they said no. Yeah. That was a little disappointing. But, you know... All in all, the layout wasn't bad. It's just that one section, and then it's like the rain saved us, and then it hurt us. Because Sunday, it rained Saturday night pretty heavily. Okay. The track, so what we did was we saw the rain was coming, and we ran as many main. We ran all the way through the B mains Saturday night just so we could have the races done. And then the A mains, because it was supposed to be clear after the rain the rest of Sunday, so we'll start the A mains at noon. Is that I, I actually kind of like that setup. But anyways, rebuilding the groove, it was loose again. I had a horrific time in uh, mini truggy. I don't know. It, it looked like afterwards the groove was coming back up for those uh, nitro buggy guys. But it still wasn't there yet. Yeah, you finished eighth. What the hell? Well, I broke my rear shock tower and didn't have any spares. I've never Ooh. broken a rear shock tower on that vehicle before. So I put had to put a B64 plus two rear shock tower back on that thing. Okay. I had no droop. The shocks were all wrong and funky. But you know what? Round three, I had that done. The groove was high. The divots were low. It was pretty good, actually. Sure. And then you had the opposite kind of track on Sunday, and it was just undrivable. And I had a guy with the Pro 4 just take It's like I take an inside move, and he just plow into me. <laughs> it's like, dude. Okay. You know, once, okay, but I counted it happened six times. 
I'm not going to call him out or nothing, but it was just frustrating. Sure. A little bit of a runaway in that one. The the top three are the only ones that finished on the lead lap. Yeah. So Sean, Sean Van Dalen took that one. And shout out to Mike Nesbitt. He, he finished nine seconds behind Sean. And, I, you know, I maybe that doesn't sound like an impressive second place finish, but I think that's a great finish. I'll tell for, you what. for Mike and his re-entry to RC and you know he hasn't had that much time yeah at it back yet so for him to put it on the box at an MNRC race that's awesome and and same for Chad Johnson I mean right you hardly ever see that guy finish a race I'm gonna get so for I'm gonna get so for both Chad of those to guys. finish in third that's freaking awesome I'm gonna get both of those guys at FTR yeah they're uh building me a uh, Team Velocity is building me a prototype shock tower. I told them what I wanted and the type of tracks and whatnot. So they're building me a specific shock tower for myself. Okay. So I thought that was pretty cool. Very cool. So, yeah. How do you rate? Huh? How do you rate? Rate? What do you mean? How do you rate with them that you get a junior special? You still have to pay for it. <laughs> okay um the deal is is they're out of towers and they're cut they're going to be cutting more and i told them what i wanted and they're going to cut me a one-off real quick so i mean but i've also sold them kit sold kits for them and all that crap sure sure i am not sponsored you know what, by them. you know what happens when when i break a shock tower what i just buy the replacement i tried they didn't have any in stock <laughs> yeah i know I know so. when you, when you drive a factory truggy though, well, it's reasonable to expect that you can go online and just purchase a part. Right, and usually they have a good stock of parts. Okay, they usually do. Like if I want to order their A arms, their super machine techno A arms, I'm you know they're there and all that crap and all their other stuff. Is this is the one time they haven't had it in stock? So I don't know. Um, there's some, uh, moving going on associated, I think, but we'll save that for questions. Um, but I just want to also say, dude, that, um, outside double was just hard on vehicles, man. Like I popped a receiver, somebody else popped a servo, lots of pop servos on that outside double. I, I, I forgot to mention that it was really hard on stuff. That's I unfortunate. I, I will say, though, that like I walk around the pits and I look at, at what people are running, and a lot of people chintz out on their servos. Yep, nope, but these in were good. Eighth, this in this 8th scale stuff. game. Yeah, this is good stuff. I know the people who are popping right. stuff. Um, How about the rest of the results? You want to get to that quick? Yeah, um, let's talk about some hit up, I don't know, hit up whatever races in order you want. <laughs> Yeah, sure. So E Buggy, you, you guys did a single main there. Yeah, that pissed some people off. <laughs> Seth Van Dalen wins that one. Kyle Holmberg's four point four seconds back in second. And Kendall Welch, third place, eleven point nine. So they kept the locals off the podium. Lucas right. Lazari was the first local in fourth. I marshaled that one. That's where I was marshaling off that double. And yep. it was a good race. It really was. Kyle fell back and he was catching up towards the end. Uh, sure. Lucas, Lucas and Kendall had a pretty good battle going on for a little bit there too. 
So yeah, I can I can see Kendall Kendall fell way back there in the first third of the race, and then just kind of had to inch his way back in. Lucas is turning it up, man. So. Is he coming for Kevin? Well, he beat Kevin in that race. Oh, yeah. yeah but yeah. I see Kevin still uh, winning the points up there for for the Lake Superior RC Club for their Thursday night series. Yeah. He's all pissed off at me. <laughs> okay. Because we only ran <laughs> one main. Holy crap, the barrage of PMs I got from him Sunday while he's still at the track and I'm still at the track. It's like, eh, yeah. Whatever. I'm, I'm sick of of things getting screwed up with those double mains anyway. I wish they would just get rid of them. I mean, you you pay a little bit less, and it's an electric class, and you get one main. I agree, but, you know, I'm only one guy. <laughs> Move, moving on yeah. to the Nitro Truggy A main. Uh, Tony Sletton takes that one. Yep. 11-second uh, lead, so a, a dominating win over Greg Bommel. Yeah, he crushed it. And Pablo Ayers rounds out the podium. Looks like he finished with that techno he's been working on. He's been trying to figure it out because Pablo really likes the techno stuff. But he was burning out um, rear gearboxes and bearings and stuff. I hope he took my advice, just put a super small amount of grease on that pinion gear. He he was doing no grease. It's like, okay. dude, you got to do just... You don't have to lather it on. There has to be some grease on that ring and pinion. Huh. Not a ton, just just a little bit. And what he was doing was creating heat and popping those bearings in the diff case. Sure. So, but that is also a common problem with the, the Techno Truggy. Yeah, and I, I think he was made aware of that too prior. I think, I think Sean gave him some advice and, you know, maybe he just, uh, Maybe he didn't follow it. Maybe he forgot whatever when he did run into those issues earlier in the season. But uh, anyway, moving on from that, we got the four-wheel drive sportsman A-Main. Trent Ignazewski finished first. Nice. Uh, Shelby Tompkins in second. And Trent lapped the field, actually, so that's cool for him. Good job. Yeah. And Chelsea Reigns rounding out the podium. She's grabbing podiums everywhere she goes this summer. Right, right. It's good. She, they're all, all of those. Well, Trent is only, I believe, racing the MNRC stuff, but uh, Shelby and Chelsea and all of them are racing a ton. Yeah. The Reigns family is building a track in their yard. Oh, cool. That'll be interesting because they only live eight miles from me. Oh, there you go. I might right. have to build a practice car. <laughs> oh, yeah, because like, you'll go out and practice. If it's that close, I will. Will you? Any farther, hell no. All right. It, it's we'll just one of those things. It's like I'll charge my receiver pack, grab a set of hole shots, and just pound laps. That's all I want to do. Right on. So. And then the last of the A-mains that we have is Nitro Buggy. A-Main, Seth Van, Tal- Seth Van Dalen takes that, so he doubled up on the weekend. Uh, Kyle Holmberg finished, looks like about a lap and a half back. Yeah. And Kendall Welch finished third, so Seth uh, laid the smack down in that one. Seth was lights out in that night. I was marshalling that one, too. I took a quite very, much easier spot to marshal, and he was just gone. I mean, there, there's no other way to describe it. He was just 
lights out gone. It's a pleasure to watch him when he's on. Yeah. And it's even it's even fun to watch him when he's not on, when he's frustrated and driving pissed <laughs> off and over his head. That's fun too. Oh, for sure, for sure. Should we uh talk about the Nationals a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. Did you watch any of them? I did. I watched uh two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive. Yeah. I paid attention to some of the other stuff like uh like Drayton Staub or Stubb or however you say his last name. Yeah. Uh privateer guy going out and just killing it in the stock classes. Yeah. So that was cool. Well, he doesn't have a chassis sponsor. So yeah, right. And I hope it stays that way. I hope he doesn't if Team Associated doesn't come up to him and say, Hey, here's a hundred percent deal, he should tell him to F off. If they <laughs> offer him anything lower than a hundred percent, you know what? Stock is so popular and this kills me a little bit and it it's weird to stay say. But stock is so popular, that should earn him a spot on the traveling team. Right. Well, it, what's more impressive is, like, they showed pictures of his two-wheel drive buggy, and it seemingly had nothing going on as far as trick stock parts. And, you know, Dude. you know, some of them guys go nuts with them stock buggies. They get... You know, twelve hundred, thirteen hundred, fifteen hundred bucks into a stock buggy. What have I been telling you guys all along? You know what I mean? That B six point one doesn't need much. It doesn't need anything. The crap I put on mine was, I, I was blowing money on a credit card. That's a crap. <laughs> and I did titanium tie rods and um, servo saver arms, aluminum. That's it. Oh, and a aluminum uh, servo horn. You do need the aluminum servo horn. That's the okay. one thing you do need. Uh, other than that, it's I didn't need any of it. So, yeah, but I um so I only watched uh several of the A mains, the main A mains, two wheel drive and four wheel drive buggy. Right. Um, couldn't care less about modified short course truck when only six people competed in the entire five. event six signed up five raced <laughs> sure what, wonder, is, what what is that class doing there still but dude you know what uh, was frustrating so before that there was stock sct 9 10 11 showed up it was what it was but they were the loudest assholes on the driver's stand oh really yeah it was some of the one particular person that was on that driver's stand, I know why they were loud. But, you know, stock buggy, stock truck, mod, you know, the pro drivers, they're all quiet on the driver's stand, even if there's a little bumping and rubbing. Those SCT guys, man, whew, I, I, I hate them. <laughs> I, I just, no other way to put it. I don't know. So two-wheel drive mod buggy. Um, we'll talk about some of the classes that people actually care about. Yeah. Uh, Spencer Rivkin, he qualified first. He stuffed the pipe hard in A1. I saw so that. So he, he duffed A1 yep. pretty hard. Um, he still climbed back up to second, but anyway, uh, he went 2-1-1, so he closed it out in A3, which I, I love it when the race actually goes down to A3. Me too. That's a ton of pressure. So yeah, Spencer Rivkin... Ty Tessman and Ryan Mayfield for the overall in that one. That's nice. 
Uh, four-wheel drive buggy, Ryan Mayfield. Uh, he also went 2-1-1. Yep. Ty Tessman got the first one of that. Ty Tessman won a bunch of A1s. He right. won two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive. Uh, I think he won, he won mod, mod stadium truck. trucks. So he was on fire in round one, but he, yeah, he couldn't back it up. Yeah. Man, I, I was watching. Did you know? So they're all on ghosted tires. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. They they looked fast, but they didn't they look hard to drive. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, they were they were making the cars do things that you normally wouldn't want to do, like flat landings. Yep. And stuff like that, because the the track was so basic that they had to overshoot stuff like that just to try to keep on pace. Right. Right. So it was it was weird. I when I first saw that. Immediately when I saw a picture of the track, I was like, "Damn that that looks like you know a sportsman level track." But then I thought, "Okay, well if the track is easier, maybe it'll promote better racing." But it seems like what that does in RC versus just about any other type of racing is it, it promotes freight train racing. Yeah, I was gonna say there's no good place to pass. Right. So I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, it's a, it's always fun to watch the the fastest guys in in America and Canada throw down. Mayfield gets another four wheel drive title. I, has has he never won the two wheel drive national? I don't. You know, I believe maybe in like two thousand five, two thousand six, he might have gotten one. Okay. Um, I know. I know it's like an Achilles heel to him. Well, he's always winning, and then something always happens. But again, like I said on one of our other podcasts, he went to Yokomo and says, this is what I need to be done. They did it, and he won a Worlds. Right. So, Worlds trumps national titles, I think. For sure. Yeah, and we're it's kind of, it's all uh, leading up to the Worlds here fairly soon. You know, it'll be the the Surf City Classic is coming up at OCRC and that'll probably be the last big American event before they go to worlds. Right. Oh man. I don't, I want them to call an audible. And that track is terrible. The, the hoodie, the x-ray, yeah. the x-ray track or the hoodie track. Yeah. Whatever. Well, not terrible. Um, when I heard people talk about it being the loosest thing they've ever driven on, the the spec tire is um, a whole shot. <laughs> okay, dude, that's ridiculous. So it's two. So it's two thousand five again, and they're charging like twenty five dollars a pair. I want to say it's too bad Kyosho's not still on their six point six. They could go to rear motor yeah configuration and smash everyone. Dude, I bet they're gonna find a way. <laughs> okay, seriously, it's. I don't know. For a government-ran facility, they're... I bet you the x-ray guys are going to be running a car that will only be seen at the Worlds and never be seen again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess all I hope for is is that uh, an American go, can go over there and pound them in their own barn. I hope that too, but... I mean, when you go out and run a practice pack and then immediately go make a prototype part with something in question it's gonna be tough to do sure uh, it's 
I hate to use the word unfair, but man, it's not fair having it at a manufacturer's track like that. Right. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's that's been the narrative for a year now, is they were probably going to find some way to make it an unfair advantage for themselves. Yeah. A couple things I want to talk about. Um, Kevin Tebow barely made the A mains and a couple of their mains. There's a lot of great drivers that weren't in the A mains. There's, you know, there's, there's becoming less and less room in those. There's a lot of really great 10th scale drivers right now. But, you know, it's like Mayfield and them. Well, Mayfield's still up there. Cav, man, he, I don't think he's uh, putting in the effort. You think that's the problem? Dude, I watched the first truck main, and watching him get lapped like that, it was bad. Sure. I think, uh, I don't know, this year or next year might be his last year. So, also, AKA released their new tires. What the hell? Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, they released a new tire. They're trying to win um trying to win a nationals basically on their carcass. Why would you release a new tire when you're running carcasses? It makes no sense. Right. I mean, it's a cool looking tire. It's a little bit all over the place, but it's still pretty cool looking. I don't know, man. It's just Everybody's grinding their tires. You even if you won with it, you you won with the compound. And that's another thing. So I always thought Roar needs to change that rule. The no slicks rule. They added so much extra tire prep for those guys. Just because right. they can't run slicks. You're still I didn't even know that was a thing, so that's yeah. news to me. Yeah. It's against the rules. So the tire is called the Scribble. And they claim that Dakota Fenn um, already taken a T. So Dakota got a TQ on the carcass, basically. I don't know, man. AKA, you know, (laughs) my question was answered on the No Name RC podcast by JQ. I go... You know, what's the markup on tires? He's like, I don't know exactly. But a company like AKA that's ran so poorly, that doesn't return emails, that is running on such old product, they're still in business. So the markup must be great. Right. Man, it just, AKA back in the, when they came around, they were so good. I don't know what the hell happened. Right, yeah, the only history that I know of of that company is the kind of stuff that Joseph is talking about. Yeah. Is the company being in disarray, and, you know, it's it's like the post office. You're like, how the hell is this business still functioning? Well, yeah, but they used to, they used to care. I don't know. Um, I only got a couple more small things. Do you have anything else on the Nationals? No, that that was pretty much it for me. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a it's a shame that Seth didn't go. He signed up. I saw that. I saw, but he wasn't out there. You know, we always we always like to cheer our our local guys on. 
yeah. when they're out there trying to make it on the main stage. <laughs> and really, nobody from our region was really into it. Um, I pull for Colt Hollard just because I, I got to meet those guys. I went to trackside on a practice day once. Okay. And it was it was right before the the associated race. I don't I don't know what they call that race anymore, but you know, there's like yeah. one big race a year right at trackside. And anyway, I met him and his dad and like they couldn't have been nicer people. Um had a blast talking to him, so I always pull for that kid now and now he's it I don't know if he's on Associated's travel team now. I I think he is. But uh, think he in the last be, couple of years, he's really turned it up. You'd think he'd be on their uh, travel team for at least a couple of races. Sure. And he's and he didn't really do a whole lot of eighth scale a few years ago, and he's actually turned it up quite a bit on that program, too. So Right, right. So anyway. I got uh, the Granite City video person. <laughs> so okay. I thought it was a Native American woman. That's the accent I get out of it. Okay. It's a young boy. <laughs> Where did you get that from? Mike Dolan sent me that information. Oh, okay. I'm just like, my mind's blown. <laughs> I, mean, I can see it. I can see it, yeah. I kind of feel bad, but yet again, I don't. No, it's okay. It's uh, it, it doesn't change the content at all right the content it's still in our, our original message too was it's really cool that somebody wanted to do this we wish somebody would do this and do it professionally or the cared i don't think yeah. he cares so my guess i don't know well you know when you're a kid your attention to detail is you know probably nothing compared to what you're going to be when you develop a little bit more as a human being right right um I have one more thing on my docket, and then we can get into questions. Heydays is coming up weekend after Labor Day, Saturday and Sunday. Why this is important is because um, the Loose Nuts crew, the Badlands crew, and myself will be there putting on races. The classes, no negotiation, will be Nitro Truggy and Nitro Buggy. It's for the crowd. Um, I know Tim's looking for a specific kind of racer. Um, he's not just looking for good drivers. He's looking for good representatives of the hobby. If that makes sense. Right. He wants... Is it is it invitation only? Or are people supposed to contact somebody? Contact, what are we doing here? Right now, contact Tim Sletton. Um... You're only going to be allowed to run one of those classes. And if it starts filling up, you're only going to be able to run one of the days. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Because he only gets 25 passes. And it'd be nice to give a lot of people a shot at it. I've ran in front of that crowd before. I'll tell you what, something is mundane is doing a backflip with the Nitro Truggy. Those guys ate it up like I was doing <laughs> something miraculous. Sure. All I was doing was just keeping it pinned after the jump. <laughs> That's it. 
Well, Hades for most people, it's like freshman move-in day. I mean, it's the official start of winter. Snowmobiles, snowmobilers are a traditionally rambunctious crowd. You know, they like to get after it. They like to party. They're excited right. to be at Heydays. Um, it's yeah, it's a it's a good crowd. They get into RC. They don't get into the racing side necessarily, but they do get into RC. Sure. So yeah, it's it it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm not going to be racing. I'm just going to be announcing. Yeah. So, um, what else do I have on it? Oh, it, it's not going to be like a super tight race program. It's like we'll run around, take a hour or two break for people to go walk around and all that. It's going to be more of a motocross. We're thinking more of a motor motocross style all the way around. Like heads-up racing, side-by-side starts. That type of thing. Sure. Not 100% sure on that yet. But I'm getting pumped up for it. Yeah. Well, thank God you guys aren't doing if Mark qualifying. Dude. Because the only, the only people that that makes sense to is people within the RC community. Yeah, we're, we're dummies for doing it. And only some of the people. And the other people with half a brain are like, why the hell are we doing this? Yeah. This is boring. Shamrock and 510. Well, I don't know what 510 is doing for oval, but I know for club races, they're doing heads-up racing, and Shamrock's doing heads-up qualifying. It. Yep. I'll tell you what. The mains are so much cleaner when you have heads-up qualifying because you're used to racing one another. It's kind of like the way I remember, like, Mains have gotten rough in the past, like, 15, 16, 17 years. They used to be a lot cleaner, but... Well, drivers used to have used to have to be a lot cleaner, right? Because oh, yeah. Because the... I mean, if you were a crasher, you didn't finish races. Basically. It was very easy to break those vehicles back in those days. So, yeah, so heydays. Contact Tim Sletton on it, and, you know... He's, he has passes to get you into the gate. You'd have to pay for parking. I think we'd probably set a time to all meet up at the gate. I, I think. I think it'll, it'll be a really good time, though, just to showcase what, how much fun it can be. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be a great thing. Yeah. Oh, another thing, Shamrock is having a club race next Saturday. As is Rick's. Yep. So if yep. you got 8th scale stuff, go play at Rick's. If you got 10th scale stuff, go play down at Shamrock. Right, right. Um, I was, uh, I believe I'm going to Shamrock. I'm uh, The jiu-jitsu gym I, is 75% moving that weekend. Okay. But I think I could get all the help done on Friday that to help him move because believe it or not, there's not a lot of stuff to move. Okay. So. Um, yeah, just just a bunch of sweaty mats, right? Yep, sweaty mats and uh, bags and the big the crappiest thing to move is going to be the boxing ring. Taking that apart. Hey, uh, I can't believe I glossed over this. Did you know that I went racing? No. I raced an RC vehicle, Joe. When? Uh, last Sunday. Where? I went I went to Dollar Hobbies. 
raced how, on road. How'd that work? It was good. I um, I ended up having to switch one of my twelfth scales. I had two twelfth scale stocks. Basically, I had a an A car and a B car. Right. So I could slap the B car right down if I broke the A car. But anyway, I changed that back to uh, Lake Superior RC Club slash Dollar Hobbies Raceway Spec Twelve. Yep. And ended up racing with Dale Post and uh, what's Gary's last name? Um, uh, help me out. He's got a funny last name. Peacock. Oh, Gary Peacock. Yeah. Yep. I used to race with him a long time ago. Super nice guy. Yeah, he is. Yep. So, yeah, I had fun with those two. So, they, what did we have? We had a sportsman class, a 21.5 touring car, and then spec 12. Yep, yep. That 21.5 touring car, man. I'll tell you what. People are anxious to spend the money. Yeah, yeah. Get yourself a $700 kit and uh, then, woofta. Then you need the tungsten screws. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure about that. But, yeah. What it, I what I can't wrap my head around is I get that the tires are better in touring car. No, they're not. Why over, I'm saying over USGT. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why why didn't they just switch USGT to the better tires so that you could at least have one class with realistic car bodies? Because they weren't nearly as good. I just, it pisses me off. They lo- The cars look so much cooler. They do. In USGT. I, I bit on the USGT thing like the first or second year they did it. And the the rims I was using sucked. They broke. But, yeah, no, the bodies. I had the Camaro. That was a popular one at the time, and it looked really awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a bunch of really awesome-looking bodies for USGT, and if you go to Touring Car, they, they kind of all look the same, but then now they yeah. just... They just started coming out with some really ugly looking stuff. And those are the fast ones. Right. That's what sucks. We're, and they're hideous. So, you know, there's always some kind of war going on, on in racing, and the body wars is going to be huge for touring car. You're literally going to have to have a stack of 10, 15 to 20 bodies in your pit. Because it's not just the body. It's the weight. It's you mount it neutral forward or back. It you're gonna have to have two to three different bodies, same bodies, but slightly different mounted. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's just disgusting. It is, but the and I really want so they're in the at Dollar Hobbies and I assume at Lake Superior too. They're in a transition with that Spec Twelve class. Where they're um, they're looking for a new body for that class. Yep. And dollars, I, it's it sucks because it's it it's different at the different spots. So if you're up in Lake Superior at their club, their club is kind of twelfth scale dominant, correct? Right. So at Dollar Hobbies, it's touring car dominant. So all the bodies that you see look like a touring car because the Spec Twelve body also looks like a touring car. Yep. And I thought. Well, wouldn't it be fun if 
in spec 12 at dollar hobbies we could run a regular 12th scale body you know something that looks like a, a Le Mans prototype yeah a better handling body you know lighter and better handling and looks different so there's actually some just some variance some variety when you walk into that track as a new person and see all the cars running around at least something looks different but i i understand that you know the the rules come from the lake superior club they are a 12th scale dominant track so that if they have a spec 12 class it makes sense for that car to look different it does you know in 2015 or 2016 i was running wednesday night races at mmr this was before i was in jiu-jitsu and andrew had the body opened up so you had to run a 21.5 motor um any 21.5 so obviously i was a dick and i spent the money in you know but it was a spec tire and you could run whatever body and that was actually a pretty pleasurable class to drive it really was but sure no dollar brian post says they're gonna have one body i don't know what duluth is doing i know they haven't announced the body at dollar yet well, if they're doing something different than Duluth is doing, I really wish we could just run a 12th scale body. Because it just, it, you know, that I could be wrong. Maybe this year it'll be different. I know there's a few people that are talking about they want to try uh, stock 12th. So the, the 17.5 class with the cool looking Le Mans prototype bodies. Um but I don't know if people will follow through on that enough. And you know how it goes, right? Like one or two weeks in, if not enough people show up, everybody shuts that down. Right. And goes back to, you know, what's running. Yep. 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 So I don't know. That's my own personal preference. I really, <laughs> I'd, I'd really rather run with a better looking, better handling body. Me too. Um, but you know, the, the whatever bodies, a dumb bubbly bodies they do last longer yeah yeah you're yeah you're not wrong there yeah and that's a good thing we're we're a little wild in that spec 12 class we're not we're not all expert on road racers so right right and before we get into questions i i want to say i did have fun doing a trackside um podcast last week it was yeah, yeah that came off great I didn't pose. I totally forgot about it. That's how hectic the rest of my weekend was and my Monday was. I just didn't post it. I felt bad. You know, we, some of these guys, though, we got to bring in on a Sunday night. Like, we got to bring in Clayton and we got to bring in uh, Josh Erickson. I think he'd be fun to have on a, on a Sunday. Yeah, well, I've, I've been banging that drum since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. We need to we need to branch out, get some more personalities in here. Well, I think it it's not terrible having three people on Skype. Not at all. So, I, I, I would offer that it's actually better. Sometimes, yeah. So let's see here. First question here. We'll go through the questions, and then we'll go through um, Connors. We also got to have him on, on once or twice. Definitely. Uh 
This is from Joe Bain. Do you guys think we'll see better nitro engines in the near future? More power, better run times, four-stroke, or even EFI? Or are they as good as they'll ever be? Um, do you want me to hit this one, or do you want to? Well, yeah, I'd be talking out of my ass if I <laughs> was trying to pontificate on nitro motors. I don't know shit about them, so please, the floor is yours. Well, they're always getting better. My new motor has a brand new carb on it called the 22E, and it makes things better. The motors are always getting better. They're doing DLC-coated cranks. Um, like, if you're going to buy a nitro motor, buy one with a black crank, basically. Figuring out different break-in methods, all that crap. And as for four-stroke and EFI for now, for now, I'm going to have to say no. It'd be too much wiring, but you never know how they can change that in the future. Maybe they could build in a control in the receiver one day or something like that. But for now, no EFI. Run times are getting better. Um, Losey had a four-stroke gasoline motor for A-scales. And... They only did it once. They only had one. And I wish they would have kept going with it. It was dog slow. But you know, I bet if they would have kept on going with it and going with it and going with it, they would have built something eventually competitive. You think on the, either on that or even on the EFI side, you think that would be something that would poke its head in in the ready-to-run market first? For sure. For sure. Just something that hopefully would be a little more user-friendly for people to just uh, pour gas in the tank, start it up, and run it. Right, right. When You know, when when people see break-in instructions on a Traxxas, whatever, do you really think they're following that? Right, or just keeping up with tuning in general. I mean, the, I would say maybe not the majority, but a damn good half of the people that are racing nitro just in our region, yep. if they don't have, if they're not in the ear of a guy that really knows what he's doing, you know, if they don't have somebody like Rex or Sean or, you know, whomever Tim. telling Tim them what lost. to do, those guys are lost. Right. If I didn't have, if senior and I didn't have the Slettons and Danny Williams, we would have been so screwed and out of nitro. Sure. Kyle Holmberg also helps us a bit. You know, everybody kind of helps us. And it's great that they do that, too. You see, you you always see somebody going up to someone that's struggling and, and offering a hand, which is good. Right, right, right. So, but anyways, yeah, they do slowly get better. If you were to run a nitro motor from 10 years ago and run one now, you might not see a huge, you'd see a speed difference for sure. But you definitely, it'd be so much easier to tune and stay run. And it's it's slow progress, so it doesn't feel like any progress is made. Hmm. That's the way I think of it anyways. Sure. Uh, Jason Chenard. You know, I went to high school with Jason, and we raced BMX a little bit together too. He's racing oval at the 510. Right on. Uh does having a good radio make a big difference? I currently have a Sanwa MX6 and wondering if I should upgrade. 
I'm going to say yes with a but. What about you? Oh, I can't even say yes fast enough what a quality radio can do for you. Well, but to a point. I, don't, I don't have any experience with the MX-6, so I'm not sure what the speed is on that. But like basically what I think of is somebody either using like the basic Traxxas stuff yep. oh yeah or or like a, a DX3 spectrum yep. something like that yeah right. it's freaking huge I, I think that's their equivalent of the DX3 sure those things are so slow I know and you but you don't know it until you use something that's good I have a story about that in a second but so I was looking at radios after you asked this question because you know what you don't need that five hundred and twenty nine ninety nine San Juan M17. Oh, I didn't need it, but I'm glad I got it. I know, and you don't need the seven PX. Uh, you don't need it, and you know what? Maybe you'll need it in three to four years. Once your radios are like everything else, they're a little bit of a wear item. They do go to crap on you. Yep. Um, and and again, that's another thing that happens so gradually you don't even notice. Um, but like a MT forty four, or there was like a Futaba. I want to say a four PL. That would be a great jumping point. They're around that three hundred and fifty dollar range. Stay the hell away from high tech. Stay the hell away from Spectrum. You try to buy a Fly Sky, you will not be able to race at half the tracks in this region because they're outlawed and they're also garbage. <laughs> um, yeah, but, for a guy like Jason playing around in in dirt oval, yeah, it it would be huge to up the speed. Yeah, uh, Josh Ford switched to an MT44. He downgraded, I believe. A lot of people have been downgrading to that MT44. They're digging that thing, man. I had one. Yeah. It was like a placeholder for me while I was waiting for my M17 to come off back order. Yep. I have nothing negative to say about it. It was maybe a little bit light yep. for my hand. I know. And I wasn't used to that yet. Yep. But I'm sure I would have gotten over it in time. Right, right. Um, and it has it has all and more options than I need. I, I really did just blow some dough and it was it was paypal money so i didn't feel bad about it yep um but I, yeah i just blew money because that m17 is is so sexy but yeah around christmas time my m12s will be about that three to four year old range i think it's three years old i might need that m7 i want to try to hold on for like a m17s or something okay but i might have to buy it in december so I, I like to change my radio every three years. All right. I mean, first couple months, that timer gets pegged at 99 hours and 59 minutes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I you know, last time I saw you race, you had the Futaba 4PX. Yep. Yeah, so I, I dumped that. Um, I don't even remember when I switched. Over. Oh, I, I got my M17 right before I stopped racing. Gotcha. So I think... I think I got uh, the final race at the 510 okay. in with it and a couple on-road races, and that was it. So how do you like it? Uh... Oh, I love it. And 
what I did to get used to it is I'm not playing so much now, but I was playing a lot of VRC. Yep. Back in the winter time. Right, right. And so I used a lot of wheel time on that to get used to it. Okay, okay. I need to heavily modify the trigger on my M12S. My trigger finger is so beat up right now. Really? Like the pad has a blister on it that's pretty good, and the cuticle is just jacked from the brakes. And then it's, it's like it heals a little bit, and then I use my radio again, and it just gets jacked worse every time. Huh. So Interesting. It's just I got to quit being lazy and customize the trigger on it. They have options. I should just do it. What I have to do every just about every time is I need to make that hole smaller yep. so it's a tighter fit to my finger because I don't like there to be a, a big gap in right, there. I like right. to be able to go instantly from throttle to brake. So for me, it's a tighter fit, but it's a tighter fit to hard plastic, so it's like I should open it up and then put some fuel tubing on the trigger finger type thing. Sure. I I have to play around. Um, let's see here. Anthony Z. Stratton. Kind of covered this, but I want to cover it again because I hate it so much. When will Aurora kill two-wheel drive SC altogether? Less than 20 entrants combined in modern stock. Do you think the dude who qualified fifth and modified is going to put that in his resume? <laughs> you you might as well. You might catch somebody off guard with that. Um, I'm I, not going to lie. There was days when I was reviewing um, applications for Fox sponsorship where I didn't go double check and see what these kids did. Um, but and I'm I'm not saying that they should have put any other classes in obviously i want to talk about mini truggy i would say that if they would have offered that class it would have been more popular if they would have maybe offered not, that maybe class, not by I would a ton have gone. but there's more companies that have a stake in it now yeah. right so you you would have you would have saw some entries there um i still i don't think they should do it because you know we still need to be realistic about the class it's it's a niche class it is and yeah, there's there's no need to add it to a race like that, but it it should be at some of the some of the bigger races because there's a lot of us that have them that want to have fun with them. And speaking of which, what Ben Savakul ordered a mini truggy this weekend. Time about time. Yeah, we've been hammering on him since last winter. <laughs> he was loyal and faithful to the four wheel drive short course class to the end. He's the last one. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun to do more racing That's with so him rad. this year. That's so rad. I love racing with Ben. Yep. We've had some pretty epic battles in stock buggy and all that other crap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, my thought on it, so Alex Sturgeon had a post. Well, if you're... You know, he's like, he asked basically the same question under a Facebook post. Like, should we finally kill it from the Roar Nationals? And everybody, most people, including me, was like, yes. When I heard, um, what's his, I can't think of it, the announcer, I can't think of his name, and he's a friend. I am that wiped out. Dave Duncan. When I heard Dave Duncan 
ask for five volunteer marshals, right there it should have been killed. But uh, and but there were people under Sturgeon's post. I love SC. Don't kill it. Don't kill it. Why aren't you there? If you care yep. so much about that class, why aren't you there? Some people are like, oh, couldn't afford it. You know what? Like the second the flyer for the spring championship for the Plex comes out, I'm going to start saving for that race. I'm not a rich guy. I have to save months for big races. Mm-hmm. You want to go, if you love the class so much, save your money like the rest of us jack-offs, get there, represent your class, or shut your mouth and throw your short course truck in the garbage can where it belongs. Or go over racing with it, because it's still a viable option there. Sure. Sure. I say throw it in the garbage can still. Nah, nah, put a late model body on it. Nah, throw it in the trash. <laughs> you know, the late model, are they doing late models or, or, no, they're doing modified with the slashes. I think. Uh, yep. Yeah, just uh, just nationwide, it's it's pretty popular to go See, that's pretty, either direction. That's pretty cool because you're not spending real money. But an SC 6.1 is pretty damn expensive. I don't know. <sighs> I I could rant about short course for days and days and days, but we don't have that kind of time. Yeah, let's not. Uh, Greg Newson. I've always wondered if there are hobby shops or tracks that offer classes by local pros or sponsored drivers to go through build set up maintenance subjects maybe just one topic per session i heard a comment on rc podcast don't recall which one that a person being interviewed mentioned their local club shop did this to bring new blood into the rc stuff as a whole uh sean van dalen used to hold clinics yep and recently as i want to say last year he did did a nitro uh, tuning deal, you know, I brought huge. it back because a bunch of us there, there were a bunch of new people that didn't catch his from a few years prior. And yeah, and he doesn't need too much of poking and prodding to do it either. He just needs to know that, that a certain number of yeah. people are going to show up. Right. And, and he loves spreading that knowledge and it, it's priceless stuff. Too. It is. It, it really is. I mean, yep. I don't know. So yeah, he he does that once in a while. Um, it's not as all encompassing as as Greg is asking about. Um, I think it'd be a good idea for Dollar Hobbies to do something like that going yeah. forward. No, for sure. But I mean, maybe have Brian Post do a setup deal for touring car or something like that. I don't think the owners of Dollar really know much themselves. No, no, but they they're connected to enough people that do, you know, right. between between Dan and Brian and yeah. Yeah. And then just a bunch of their regulars. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. We got one from John Bolton with all the factory contracted customers racing today and the rise of internet retail. How long till the sport dies because Never. Never, yeah. Cuz we have clubs. People make clubs. Do you know that 
and again talking to um aiden from the extra lap rc podcast most of their stuff over in the uk is clubs so if yes as long as you have the motivated people that are a part of it you know that can go on for as long as you want it to right um because you because it's not one person getting burned out the the nature of the club is it evolves over time and and this guy kind of takes the reins for a few years and then he starts getting burned out and then the next guy or gal takes the reins right and yeah that's what's awesome about a club um come on john bolton don't (laughs) don't hit us with the doom and gloom i mean this this sport is not going to die you know I, i don't care what you say and people see that you know it's when you only see such a narrow lens of things and the internet thing well guess what if the hobby shops at this point the local hobby shops at this point if they're not matching a main they deserve to die plain and simple it's a it's the old saying from the simpsons eh, if you're dumb enough to do it you deserve to die yep well there's things happening too that that are encouraging buying at your your local brick and mortar store too like places like a man you having to pay tax now yeah you have to pay tax at yeah you have to pay tax and shipping if you don't hit that mark yep so that that's a good thing um but like places like dollar mark their stuff competitively and they always have yep so or like i buy my off-road tires from chris at the 510 because he he prices them really reasonably oh for sure and they're they're right there and i know that helps him i know that puts some money in his pocket right i do the same it, thing and you know what i like the best taxes are included in the price yeah for sure yeah that's yeah that's super convenient um and he and takes the, paypal they're super fair prices too so right i i plan on getting up there before his season starts maybe on maybe on his um he's having a what the hell was it like a swap meet meet. yeah Yeah. he's having a swap meet so i was thinking of heading up there that day just to see some people and i'm thinking about that too and setting up a table and i got some stuff to sell some vintage oh you do oh that's cool yeah some vintage stuff i might try to sell the mbx8 slap a slap a cheap price on it to make it go down the road yeah you're gonna have to yeah it's not a bad car it's just it took too much for me to figure it out (laughs) i mean i figured it out eventually but then eh. anyway i i absolutely loved my 7r dude I, i bought the 7r when it was already obsolete and so yeah it's it's unfortunate that they took a half step back but it sounds like they they corrected it sounds like their their world's edition or whatever the hell it was you know from mayfield that they corrected a lot of those machining issues and stuff like that so all right let's see here got two more one from mike nesbitt ask ryan greeny about truggy tires but his question is what out of town races you recommend or even uh bucket list race what's yours well my favorite place to go drive rc actually my second favorite place because my favorite place doesn't exist anymore and that was leisure hours right 
in uh, just outside of Chicago and Joliet, Illinois. There, yep, I've but been there. Anyway, um, Huntington Beach, California, OCRC. You got the beach right there, so you can you can surf, you can be a beach bum, whatever you want to do. Um, you can check out all kinds of just iconic places, and then it's the most famous RC track I believe in the world. Um, I think so. It, well, it's open, it's open every day. Yep. It's open all freaking day, and every day there are people there practicing. Right, right. You, you never walk into that place and don't see people running. They have an automatic watering system that mists, you know, That's I don't know right. what it is, every hour or something like that. The mist falls down, and the track is, you know, prepped perfectly. It, I can't say enough good things about that place so i haven't traveled to any races so all i have are bucket lists i don't i don't have you know any personal experience to offer people other than i've been to ocrc several times luckily just because work brought me near that area right and i I can't say enough good things about it and this the exact same thing goes for sdrc yep yep um my bucket list track is um yadabi arena in japan that place is ridiculous. They even I don't, think I, I don't think I know anything of it. Really? Oh man, that's where the '95 Worlds was held. They have three, four tracks. Okay. It's a literal arena. They have a restaurant. They have a nail salon for the wife. It is. Is it a? Is it connected to a manufacturer? No. Um, Yokomo. They sold Yokomo parts. Like they made their own springs for the Yokomo and all that crap, but I don't. Uh, I want to say it might be connected. It's connected to Masami. Okay. So, oh man, it's it's an unreal place. Like it's your wet dream. If you win the lottery, what <laughs> will, what would you build? That's what I would build. Um, a race bucket, you must hit. The what? A race you must hit. For average guys like us, spring championship in ho- at the Hobbyplex. Yeah, that's a it's a bucket list item for me for sure. I don't. It'll it should be maybe more doable this year. Right. It well, just depends. Just depends on on how ramped up um, everything is for construction wise and. You yeah, had situations. So it's on my radar, though. You had situations pop up last year, too, though. Yeah, so. if I remember right, I just we were getting effed left and right at work. No, yeah, get so, away. So. Something like that. But um, it was, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if this, it's the first time you had that race from what I understand. It replaced the J-Con Spring Nationals there. Because um, they weren't getting any entries for it. So they put a 10-scale race there. It was, I'm telling you, it was a good time, though. I mean, and Alex runs a good program. I was able to do a little bit of announcing. It was a great time. Cool. I I need to take a run down there and just do some weekend 10-scale racing, too, one of these times. Just so I can see the facility and actually run there. Right, right. Um, one more Mike Dolan trying to spread rumors. 
<laughs> I don't know if he's trying to spread them. He tried to buy a new associated B6.1D a week ago from A Main. Got an email today saying they cannot fill the order um, and want to order a B6. And the site says the B6.1 and the B6.1D are out of stock. B7 possibly. I'll up you hmm. on that one. Yeah, I I do. Nope. Th I think I think the B seven's coming down the road, and I think T seventy four is on the list. What do you think comes first? The buggy B seven all the way. B seven two months later, T seventy four. What do you think? Uh, do you have any idea what they're going to see as far as innovation on the two wheel drive buggy? I don't. I love my B6 so much. I mean, I, I don't know what else. You got a quick change, easy diff. You have can change the diff heist. You can change. You can change everything. You can change right. absolutely everything on the car. Maybe a couple small geometry changes. I don't know. I really don't. Uh, yeah, it, I don't know. It's curious to me because I'm obviously I so I purchased yep. a secondhand B six point one. It's not in my hands yet, but I do own it, and that's what I'm going to run this winter. You'll be fine. Uh, I think I'm not. I might change towards the end of the winter if they do come out with something new. But sure. I'm not better than my B six point one. There's still yeah. things to get out of it. Um, maybe, hmm. I don't know. I, I really don't know what they could change. I'm happy with it on the turf and I'm happy with it on the clay. Do you have, cool. so I don't know. That was, uh, the last of my questions. Sure. Uh, I've got a few of them. We, it's almost becoming a mini segment. It uh, is. Quest, questions with Connor. Yep. <laughs> he does feel a responsibility now because when I do ask him for it, he comes back with a whole list. Hey, he got um, married last weekend. Congrats to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of like a second time. You know, this was just a more official, um, not more official, it's just um, a more traditional ceremony right. and reception and, and all of that. It was, oh, God, it was beautiful. I'm glad um, I didn't have to do his, that. His, his father has a beautiful piece of property and you know between everybody that that put that whole celebration together it was super awesome I'm so I'm, I'm glad i went stop by the track uh, what's that i'm surprised you didn't stop by your tr by the track on the way there or on the way back i wanted to make it work the but we had we only had a certain window because uh, my wife and i have a special needs cat Yep, and she needs us twice a day, and there just wasn't enough time because I did want to get a little bit of like couples Duluth time mm -hmm. in with my wife, and that kind of took place of the time that I would have had to go check out the track and see you guys and gotcha and that. So a decision had to be made. Okay, yeah, I get it, and it was a good one, but yeah, yeah I was bummed that I didn't get to see you guys, but. Uh, anyway, moving on to Connor's questions, I'll, I'll give you the shortest and easiest one. It's how in this region is e-truggy not a thing? Price. Is it, 
you between the kit or just like having to buy really expensive tires tires or? uh 80 90 bucks a set and they go yeah yeah truggy i mean it's doing okay at ftr and it's doing okay in the mnrc but we are seeing those we used to get down to like a full c sometimes a d now we're just in that full b range mm-hmm. um so yeah i think cost what do you think yeah that's and then i just i haven't seen any that are all that great they, every one I see looks kind of loose. They they almost look like they're on the light side. Like I think they'd be on the heavier side. There's not enough weight. Like e, I know e-buggies are heavier than nitro buggies, believe it or not. Sure. Yeah, I just, I've never seen an e-truggy that looked planted right. unless some somebody really smooth was driving it. And that that's the thing. It's, you know, if Kyle and... Seth and all them guys go, hey, let's make E-Truggy a thing. It could become a thing, I think. Sure. But, eh. Dude, the co- that extra tire spin you get, that's like throwing money down the waist, <laughs> you know. Sure. Yeah. This, this next one kind of goes along with that. Um, he says, when the batteries get to a point where they weigh half as much as they do now... And 20 to 25 minute electric eighth scale mains are a real thing. Do you think nitro will fall by the wayside? See, we all, we initially thought e buggy would have killed nitro initially, and then the cars weren't great, and then the cars are getting better. The like the gearbox components and whatnot are still basically the same share the same as the nitro vehicles but the chassis are more laid out intelligently for an electric vehicle i think once you have the battery and a hundred percent specific e-buggy to where really nothing much changes between the e-buggy and the nitro buggy i think they're two different animals that they're they're getting better every time they somebody comes out with a new chassis a new battery you know those four or five thousand milliamp packs you don't need nine thousand milliamps you know and now they have the bullets and the escs aren't a light switch anymore that's huge they just need a couple more things to happen i think you know, look at yeah. look, look look at your B seventy four, and look at the layout difference between a RC eight point or RC eight B three point one E. Look at the layout difference. That's it'll have to look more like the ten scale, I think. What do you <laughs> think? Okay. Well, um. Yeah, I, I think unfortunately. Eventually, one day it will, just because it's so much easier. It um, is. I'm looking at a pile of parts, right? Like, my microphone is on a pile of shocks and shit. It's, it, uh, I just, yeah, I think eventually it will happen. Yeah. Um, I, hopefully that's, like, 
in the period of time where, you know, coming up here, starting a family, having kids and stuff, you know, I'll probably step away yep. from RC a little bit for a while. Right. And may- maybe that'll be less of a blow because I, I really don't want to see Nitro go, even though I don't personally compete in it. It is my favorite right. segment of RC. I, I love pitting for people. That's that's my excitement now when I do go to eighth scale races is getting in there and helping somebody and doing strategy for them and figuring out fuel runs and yeah and uh, yeah I love it but I I do think that um, yeah I think eventually it will fall yeah it'll it's gonna die off a little bit again and they'll come back strong it always since it came around, it's literally died off and come back two or three times, at least sure. locally. Um, yeah, I wouldn't hate it. Uh, I I also think the ESCs need to go through another evolution or two because they are way better, but they're still... Ugh. That acceleration for average drivers is just a little too instant. Hmm. Even if you yep. dial it, yeah, yeah, I I very much appreciate how a a not perfectly tuned yeah. <laughs> nitro car goes little, straight little bit when I want it to. Yeah, no, it's one of those things. It just needs to evolve. I mean, nitro a scale buggies have been around since late eighties, early nineties. The E stuff has been around since two thousand and nine. It'll get there. Yeah. So. All right. Moving on. Connor's next question. Could a track like Rick's or FTR pull off a night race series that people would actually attend Saturday nights instead of weeknights like Duluth? <sighs> nights are tough. Are they? For me. Because I'd be way more apt to do Saturday night. Um, the lights at the track, Duluth has some pretty good lights. Yep. They'd have to get better. Yeah, Rick's doesn't have any, right? Yeah, Rick's has no lights. Yep. No guy, Brad Sadvig's doing the LED gig. But the track would have to be lit properly. But I think it'd be, dude. The moisture once it comes, once the sun goes down, it makes a fun track. If there was a a track near the metro that was doing tenth scale dirt off road under the lights, that'd be right on a Saturday. Yeah, they can they can have all of my RC budget. Right, right. I mean, like for the for the summertime. Yeah, Shamrock when they did their one night race, it was cool. But again, the lights weren't quite what I'd like to see if they were going to do a weekly deal. Right. Yeah, well, the, in the wintertime, they're bouncing off of all that white stuff. Right? right, right, yeah. So, So yeah, with good enough lighting, it could work for sure. Um, I'd be into it. I, I, like, I like practicing at FTR at night other than, you know, losing your car. You'd have to, you'd have to do this, you know, change up your paint scheme maybe and... Yep. Get a di- get a different colored rear wing out there so you can actually see what your car is doing. For sure. But, yeah, I mean it's not a terrible idea. That's for sure. Yep. So moving on. Yep. I got a couple more 
Uh, actually, I think we're down. No, yep, two more. So, RC racing formats are so qualifying based. What are the chances we could just skip the qualifying parts of the day, drop pins for the first moto, and finish where you finish? Second moto, you get the starting position, you finished the first one in, and he says, I want a moto format. I do too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. The way Shamrock does is they take the fast lap. They set, they take your one fast lap from practice, which I'm good at one fast lap. <laughs> so I always end up in the A heat. Sure. And then seniors in the C heat. And then after round two, once he resorts, it switches. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the the only issue that we'd all have to figure out would be when it comes to points racing, um, how do you split those people up into their respective mains before you start doing the moto stuff? Because, um, yeah, what what would be the fairest way to to take care of the point situation um because say you've got th- say you've got 30 guys yep. that are racing two-wheel drive buggy right and you want to do it motos style yep okay well before you get to those motos are are they all going to pay points the same you know are you just gonna are you just gonna start the event slot people into you've got an a heat a b heat a c heat and is everybody in those heats going to get the same amount of points like the each guy that wins i want two moto format are they going to get the same amount of points or are you going to filter those guys out in practice using like top three consecutive times something like that but then what comes into play there is then you need to run controlled practice which is kind of a pain in the ass for local racing. What I'd um, like to see is Supercross um, style deal. And so have your controlled practice to set the heats. Heats are set. You race to get in the main. Sure. A couple guys make it in round one. A couple guys make it in round two. Maybe you have an LCQ with the rest of them. Yep. You don't make it. You're literally going home. No B main, and then, no B main, no we, C main. Yeah, we can still assign points too. Then to right. like say the top four from the LCQ transfer, fifth through whatever, we can still allot a certain amount of points to that. Something below last place in the main event, right? Right, right. And it's, I, I don't hate the idea, but there are some people that do live for qualifying. I right. don't know. I. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't either. You know, we're going to try to make something cool happen at Heydays. Maybe something will stick. Maybe. So Yeah, I would like it if it did. And then I got to, so I have to bring up a message to you real quick. I got one last one Okay. from Connor. Where's Joe? There's Joe sending you. Well, what the hell? I already copied this. Control V. There we go. So click on that. Okay. Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Got so the, those those super awesome looking bodies. Right. Uh, if you look at the truck one. Yep. Connor is just enamored with that body. 
Okay. And he said, would there be any interest in racing touring cars with NAS truck bodies this winter? Now, these that that truck it's body is actually, yeah, it's a 12th scale. Oh, I it's think. a 12th scale? Okay. I think. If you scroll down that guy's page a little bit more, yep. you'll see another chassis. And I don't know if that's a 12th scale or a 10th scale pan car. Uh, they do make 10th scale pan cars. Hold on. Let me see. Let me get to it. Um. Andrew did that with uh, VTA. He used to do that in the summertime when whatever, but yeah, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be terrible. That, so if, like if that could be the spec 12 body, oh man, yeah, I would be into that. So oh, if you yeah. look at, if that, at that guy's photos section, I'm you'll looking, see two, yeah. car, you'll see two cars that are right next to each other. Yep. They, I, I'm thinking they're 10 scale pan cars because they've got a yep. three shock rear end. Three setup. shock rear end, and one of the cars in one of the photos has WGTR tires on them. Okay. See, and I haven't seen this stuff because yep. I yep. like I just got into on road this year, and WGTR does not exist yeah. locally yeah. anymore. Um, so this is the first time I've ever looked at a 10 scale pan car, but I don't blame him. I think he's being misled just a little bit because those bodies are so freaking cool looking they are the paint the paint scheme on them but um the yeah, body has a nice shape was, itself what's that the body itself has a really nice shape yeah for sure oh the truck yeah yeah even the car even even having it be a more stock car looking body um if they honestly if they made that body in 12th scale form i would probably i would i probably would have bought one already i have just a, for sh- just for shits i have a clear chevy lumina 12 scale oval body that exists okay uh, oh yeah it's a days of thunder type deal oh baby no 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 it's not days of, it's a 95 chevy lumina okay i do have a days of thunder body somewhere 10 scale i don't know <laughs> i also have anyway oh man yeah Connor Connor really wants to race that truck body somewhere. They're pretty rare. I mean, maybe see if it fits on a stadium truck. I don't know. Ugh, Team Associated posted the Spencer winning short course. Why? 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 <laughs> we all know what it was. I don't know. Yeah, it is what it is. Well, he didn't. He didn't beat nobody to win it. I no, mean, he beat Alex Kusakayaks and uh, Dakota Fend. They're legit racers. Yep. But look at Alex K's face. He's just like yeah. Well, they it's each like, they each TQ'd around this class. So, I don't know. Do we have any more? No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't have anything more for you. Sounds good. All right. Uh we should end this one here because my sinuses are killing me and I got to go to bed here. Okay. All right. I am Joe Zare Jr. And with me tonight was Ryan Greening and we've ran out of talent.